to the Bliss Tonic Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Anthony, yoga instructor, educator, and straight up yoga nerd. You know you're in the right place if you're ready to apply yogic technologies and wisdom into your human experience. That's right. We're here to take action. (laughs) Are you ready to dive into season two where we are going to get real about all of this 2020 business and how we can apply yogic wisdom to be a better human. Let's do it. Happy to have you here. Let's start today with a brief meditation, super short, like always, under five minutes, where you can't just hit pause and skip this bit, okay? Just let's do it. Even if you are in the middle of action and can return some of your faculties inward at this point, we'll start to bring in awareness of the physical body. As you breathe into it, notice the surface of the skin, any places that you notice right away. Is it because there's a physical sensation of wind or temperature or touch? Other places that are darkened in your awareness or feel stagnant. Just breathe as you become more and more aware of what it is to be in your body. Breathe in for four counts. And out for eight counts. And two more rounds of that breath. In for four. Out for eight. Reach your arms up over your head and stretch your body a little bit left, a little bit right, maybe back bending, forward folding, just reaching long through the spine and arms. Two more breaths in this stretch. And then can blink your eyes open if you had your eyes closed and come into the experience of your sensory surroundings. What do you notice with your eyes? Do you smell anything, taste anything, hear anything? Can you feel the touch of your clothes on your skin? Or if you're sitting down, Whatever is underneath you. 
And take one more breath. I'm interrupting my yogic ramblings to let you know about this little secret. I've been curating a bliss tonic yoga Patreon just for you. If you are a podcast listener and would like to show your support and help cover the costs of the platform that I use to host this podcast that you're listening to right now, or they cover the rent of the studio, the recording studio that I rent then go ahead and click over to be a $5 a month patron of Blistonic Yoga. I have a couple other tiers for you yoga nerds if you really like to get down with studying your experiential alignment, pose tutorials, guided meditations, and you know I love to get down about philosophy lectures. I could just, I'm pulling up my nerd glasses right now, but I could just talk yoga philosophy all day. So I'm dropping all sorts of content for you in three different tiers of the Blistonic Yoga Patreon podcast supporter, where you get access and never miss an episode to the podcast and get to show me your support. The Yoga Nerd, where you get all of that yoga goodness, and the Yoga Teacher tier, where we talk sequencing, we talk cueing, we talk uh, how to theme your classes and how to teach poses instead of just, you know, the experiential alignment of poses. So how do you teach that to people? How, what's the timing of teaching that pose to people? So all sorts of things, as well as in that yoga teacher tier, you get to request to meet and make certain videos. And I go live for some Q and A's once a month in that platform. So even if you don't subscribe today just go check it out let me know what you think show me some support show me some love leave some comments you know the drill leave a review of the podcast so many ways you can show me your support and just keep me going (laughs) because I always need that (laughs) to just keep me inspired and knowing that you are all listening it just makes it that much more worth the effort so head over to the Blistonic Yoga Patreon, and we'll get back to my yogic ramblings. Welcome back from this little centering practice. Today, I want to talk about ego and the ways that this aspect of our mind can make us think that, you know, it's all about us. And that's its job, really. But it doesn't have to direct our life, our actions. You know, it's a part of our aspect of mind. And so this means that the ego can manipulate, control, and, you know, often be in charge of the thoughts, the quality of the thoughts that are present in our mind. But, you know, the truth is we're not necessarily in charge or in control of the thoughts that come up, right? We can't really control our thoughts. What we can control is as things become more and more physical or gross, it becomes more apparent, right? Instead of a thought staying a thought, you know, we often then have that thought that spirals off into this storehouse of all of our sensory experiences, all of our memories. And then based on that, we have a story that we can add to that thought 
churned by ego and then, you know, put it back out into the world, right? So we don't have to do all that, obviously. And that's this work of being human. And I had a couple instances this past week that I noticed, okay, you know, initial initial thoughts have been about, you know, me. And it didn't really affect me. <laughs> like truly, it truly didn't affect me in any way. Um, but it's still somehow like, gosh, how do we just make everything about ourselves? Um, <laughs> which is interesting because just put out a like little, I am a wild woman video for the wild women Midwest page. Um, uh, and <laughs> I was just like, I don't know why I can't watch videos of myself. Like I straight up was, it, it's just like dying with embarrassment. Even though it's something like I made, I probably made like 25 videos. Like I'm not even kidding. My entire screen on my phone was covered in video attempts for this. And, you know, it's a really beautiful message about, you know, what it means to be free of society's expectations as a woman and what it means to be a wild woman. So it's like the message I'm on board with, but for whatever reason, it was like kind of like a creative way of saying it. And I, I just, it was like a really interesting um, introspection <gasps> moment of introspection for me. And I'm like, why am I so embarrassed about being seen right now? And I think that just was like the hit the nail on the head of like, oh, okay, there it is. Um, Not wanting to be seen. And I know I'm not alone in this when you, if anybody's ever been on the news or, you know, I had to record something with somebody and listen back and you just like are so critical of yourself. And it's making it about you instead of other people. And it's something too that comes up a lot, you know, in Reiki trainings. And it came up the other day in yoga teacher training about ways that we make it about ourselves. Um, You know, when we are really giving a session that is to be of service and, you know, the part that ego that it controls us in this gripping way where we start thinking and saying in a Reiki session, we're like, am I doing this right? Do they feel anything? Um, you know, what if they ask me a question? I don't have the answer. It makes it all about us instead of the, the gifts that, you know, we have received in our sharing and passing along to assist other people on their paths in whatever format way, whatever tools we're using. But I just have been contemplating what that means. You know, how how strong is is our egos? Is my ego? Um, you know, and I feel like we need these moments that are wake up calls to even notice, right? Because it's part of the the veil of illusion in Avidya, this ignorance is that we don't know what we don't know, right? I remember somebody like, oh, what is it you wish you knew about this? And it's like, well, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. And I don't know if what I know is wrong because it's only what I know. I just created a five-day <laughs> Klesha challenge all about the five causes of suffering. And so I've been getting into a video a little bit ignorance of, you know, how can, can we, is it even possible to notice our own ignorance? Like, is it? It's, it's a question. I don't have the answer to this. Is it possible, right? Until we know better, until we awaken from that layer of avidya, can we even know? 
And that's why I absolutely love the quote, you know, when you know better, you do better. And I think that's Maya Angelou. So been contemplating specifically the ego, which is the another actually it's a, a cause of suffering as well. It's a it's a aspect of mind and it's a cause of suffering. It's, it shows up it's just a part of us. Okay. Let's just accept it. We all have ego. I, I get really interested in these like yogis or new age people who are like, Oh, I don't, I, we don't talk about ego. We don't have ego. It's a bad thing to have ego. You know, like the truth is it's a part a, it's an aspect of our mind that we, that we need to be like an individual human that interacts in the world in a specific way with personality. So it's just a part of our mind. However, it also causes us a lot of freaking suffering because, yeah, especially um, in, affected and informed by the storehouse of memories that, you know, comes along and placed on top of the ego. Now we have all of these stories about, the, I think this is bad or I think this is good and that indeed does create suffering for us, right? Because we always want to avoid pain and reach towards pleasure. It's something that too, I think about like we as yogis can be really hard on ourselves, but I am a huge advocate for remembering that we're human, which is part of the human condition, but that's not an excuse to not do better or to not learn or to, you know, not question things a little bit, not question like, is this my ego? And I've just been noticing my ego uh, popping in and creating um, suffering for me in the form of maybe like snappy conversations. (laughs) And, you know, it's something that I can acknowledge and it's a beautiful opportunity for hard conversations to be had. And I'm just really grateful for all the people in my life who, and friends who I know I can be, you know, real with, um, but also, you know, have hard conversations with that aren't easy or maybe where we disagree. And, um, yeah, I just think it's a, a beautiful opportunity that is missed by this divisive society we got going on 2020 come on like everything and you know what okay I'm gonna say it (laughs) I get so frustrated when we and this is just a tactic okay I think it's a tactic the dark forces of the veil of Maya of good and evil no I don't know but when we <laughs> when we have labels for people, right? Okay, so you're a masker, you're an anti-masker. You're a racist, you're an anti-racist. You're a vaxxer, you're an anti-vaxxer. It, you know what? This is a tool that makes it easy to put people in a category so that we can systematically put them down and, you know, disregard their viewpoints and perspectives. And, you know, how did they even get that perspective? Maybe we should look into that. Why do I think this person is a racist? Why, how did they become that way? You know, and it's not like we have to dwell on that forever, but I think it just, it makes it too easy to, 
I don't know the best way to say this. It makes it too easy to put, to create new karmic cycles that are the opposite of what we actually want. Because what do we want? Change. When do we want it? Now. Okay. Or yesterday or a couple months ago. We don't know. If we knew then what we knew now, pre-quarantine, like how would, how would that change, you know, what you do? If you knew everything, like all of the stuff that was going to happen, would it change anything? Think about that. Would it change how you live your life? I don't know. Sometimes we have to wait, you know, for, we have to wait for ourselves to out ourselves. And that's just the fact of it. We have to be put in the situation to know how we're going to react in that situation. And that's the beautiful thing about the human experience is that, you know, we can say like, oh, in this situation, I would have done this because that's what we would deem as a, you know, high value or a quality to have that we value. Um, But until we're in it, we really don't know how we're going to react. And I've definitely, you know, been in several situations the past couple years where it's just like, oh, that was an interesting experience and I didn't know I would react that way. And now I know better. (laughs) And I am doing that every single day um, to, you know, address my own judgments. God, it comes back to that every single time. And it is challenging because, you know, I could call it discernment. But my discernment is really clouded by a video, the things I don't know or misknow, if that's even a word, misknow. Thank you for bearing with me as I make up words. Now I'm, my ramblings are just going off now. Well, season two (laughs) of the Bliss Tonic podcast. This is, (laughs) I can't even right now. This is where we're going. I mean, this is, this is real life where I'm going to tell you that, you know, my ego has been getting the best of me and makes things about myself when really it's about other people. And I'm just owning that right now. And I am going to share this meme um, that was shared by my friend Sherry Dostal and it hit me hard. And, you know, I get what it's saying. I'm going to address some of the things. So it says anti-racism work is not self-improvement work for white people. It doesn't end when white people feel better about what they've done. It ends when black people are staying alive and they have their liberation. Huzzah. Okay. And I'm going to give you the site, um, the Instagram of where that originally came from. It is citizen well without the vowels of citizen. It's at C-T-Z-N-W-E-L-L. My friend Sherry Dostal shared that today. And, you know, I I felt initially a little pull of being triggered. Like, yeah, but like we have to do the work to even know that we're racist. But it's like, that's just the super, super baby beginnings. And I know that I can do better at taking action. Um, but to be honest, 
who are we, you know, and I'm not, this is not my out. Um, you know, who are we to judge what another person is doing? And this is where the, um, this is where I was going with talking about the way that I feel like it's just so intensified right now is our divisiveness, right? Is people doing active anti-racism work and, you know, judging or shaming other people who are, they perceive are not doing it enough or not doing it well enough or doing it wrong or whatever. Um, and it's just another way of division. And then I want to bring this up real quick of people who are like, well, we just got to forget about it and move on and in unity and all that. And that's just not the freaking answer people that is toxic positivity put on to this race <laughs> systematic racism and saying oh there is no problem let's just get over it because there is no problem and yeah I, I think I talk about toxic positivity in every single episode is yeah if you are feeling something then you're feeling something okay don't let somebody tell you oh well you shouldn't do this or you know, just focus on the positive like no and that's not the issue. That's not the answer here as well. So I just want to point out that I felt called out by that. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're all doing what we can with the energy and resources we have to overcome the avidia, the ignorance that, you know, has been, I honestly want to say that this is just a part of our, uh, the, the current system is that to push the ignorance on this issue, to say it's a non-issue, <clears throat> which of course it absolutely is. But there's so many ways that we do this work. And so, you know, while I felt called out that I, by that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's not about us not about us white people, right? That's the thing. Um, but talking to the families and, you know, as I raise a couple kids who are not white and, you know, years ago have had conversations about it and, you know, it breaks my heart to, to hear that as a middle schooler t- to be wishing to have a different skin color and have that awareness and it's just something that we truly don't think about as white people is how absolutely young that starts and it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking what do we do about it you know we can hold them up and let them know they're perfect in a world that has a variety of different perspectives and likes to put people in the two and four, you know, the for and against categories. And it's, we're talking about people. (laughs) This is, this is coming back to the ego. It's not an issue. It's about people. These aren't issues. It's people. All right, I'm going to call it quits on this rambling because did we get anywhere? I don't know. 
I have a lot of questions out there for sure. I would love to hear your input. I'm grateful that you're sticking around through these ramblings. I swear that this will get more cohesive over time. I'm just getting into the groove of podcasting again and trying to do a little more freestyle and not necessarily stick to just one issue per podcast, but you know, We'll see how this evolves. I'm open to it. I'm open to your feedback. I want to provide a service that, you know, you feel inspired by. And the truth is right now, we don't have a lot of answers. And, you know, I'm okay with that for now. Just kidding. I'm not okay with that. (laughs) No, we try to be. Okay. (laughs) Well, I would absolutely like to thank a couple of people for today's episode. A, Sherry Dostal, I love you so much. Thank you for sharing that beautiful meme that I felt called out by and made me think a lot about um, ways that I can act um, in a different way. Um, and two, Missy Schirkenbach, our <laughs> resident tantric astrologist, um, who is amazing and gives the best astrology reports. She uh, has shared her resources for a new hosting uh, platform for this podcast, which has made it possible to have a podcast website and all these extras that you probably don't care about, but I am super loving and geeked out by. And of course, thank you to the podcast editor, the man who keeps me in business, <laughs> Kyle Piper. Boop, boop. I don't remember which button makes the clapping noise anymore because I don't have headphones at the recording studio. <laughs> but you can hear that clap. Kyle, this is for you. Thank you very much for being so amazing and supportive of this endeavor for me. Um I just want you all to know Kyle does this mostly for free. He sometimes gets paid, (laughs) Um, which is why I started the Patreon account. So please go sign up to be a supporter of this podcast. It helps me cover some of the costs of the recording studio, the hosting platform, as well as this amazing dude who makes it all possible. So let's do it. Let's come together as a community and please add to this conversation, which is one of the best parts about the Patreon page is you get to actually have a conversation back and forth and tell me when I'm babbling too much, okay? (laughs) Just kidding. I'm sensitive. Don't tell me. All right. (laughs) Have a wonderful rest of your day.